You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hey, everyone. Oh my gosh, it's almost summer. It is. It's almost summer. It's the last week of school here. I can't believe it. It feels like the longest school year ever. Really the shortest of them actually being at school, of course. But like the days of remote learning feel like a freaking lifetime ago. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. So I'm excited for this year to be over. I'm hoping next year we'll bring bigger and better things and yeah. Yeah, can't get so, worse, really, can it? Don't even say <laughs> that. Oh my gosh, knock on wood. Like, no, don't even say that. It's so weird to just like see things kind of starting to transition back to normal. And I, I'm imagining like with your school aged children, like everything that they've been through to see the end of the year, like finally being a little more normal brings a lot of optimism for next year. Hopefully, yeah. cautiously optimistic. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, in on one hand I'm like nothing has changed for kids right like we all know that still so I don't know what is going to drastically change in the next three months yeah but I don't know we'll see yeah I'm having a hard time with that they are talking about opening up the entire state right Mm -hmm. at the end of this month and that's just like I don't know just like f you kids like I don't know. That's what it feels like, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm just like over cautious, but I'm like, how are they going to open the state when our kids still aren't even able to be vaccinated? Right. Yeah. I am assuming everyone is just kind of functioning under the assumption that like if the adults are getting vaccinated, we're like optimistically hoping most of the adults are vaccinated, then the kids are so low risk and you're thinking like if their parents don't have it, but I mean, there's so many holes in that. I know. I know. I just keep like, my sister keeps talking to me about like they like with the administration that we're under, like the new director of the CDC, like they're not going to open up the state if they know they're going to be putting our children at risk, but it's just so scary. Like we're relying on other people basically to keep our kids safe like we've done everything we could so it's either like quarantine back at home to keep Mm -hmm. your kids safe or hope that unvaccinated people continue to wear their mask or I don't even know if they're going to have to like I don't know what's going to happen it's so crazy well yeah you don't um now if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear masks unvaccinated though I think when we open everyone can take their mask off I think Well, now anyone can take their mask off, but no one's allowed to check and see if you're vaccinated or not. It's yeah. like a HIPAA violation. So it's that's not. the scary oh thing. Oh my gosh. Walking around like, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Because I know okay. half the people are lying, right? Yeah. You have to know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a HIPAA violation, though, at all. That's just like a thing that people are saying. I don't even want to get into that and upset anybody. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even right now, when uh, only vaccinated people are allowed to have their masks off, like chances are there's people who aren't vaccinated having them off. So we're relying on the honesty of strangers mm-hmm. for, to keep our children safe. And then when the state opens up, I think that they're going to say anyone can take their mask off. 
And so then it's like, then, then what? <laughs> but just, I plan on keeping my kids wearing masks in public and washing their yeah. hands and social distancing. I mean, yeah, exactly. that's like, like that's all so you can beautiful. do. Which means yeah. I'm going to keep wearing my mask so that she doesn't feel strange. Yeah. And like, I just stocked up on masks, by the way, if you guys are looking for masks for your children, Old Navy is clearancing them out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> that's awesome. But a dollar, a dollar for a five oh, pack. Wow. So I just got her like 40 <laughs> new masks oh or something. Oh, like that's that, good to but... know, though. Yeah, good oh, to know. Old Navy's math are really good. Anyway, sorry to come in hot. Yeah, I did not like plan to talk about all that, but it's just like, it's a lot oh. and it's scary for parents. And, mm-hmm. you know, like when the decision to vaccinate our children is there, like that's going to be a whole nother round of emotions. And yeah. it's just like hard. <laughs> it, is, it is hard. Well, there's a lot of that. I mean, this is a big issue going on for a lot of people right now. So. I mean, it's going to be all over the place for a while, I think. And just do what you got to do for you and your family and your kids. And yeah. Yeah. It's all part of all part of parenthood, I guess. Figuring out global pandemics (laughs) and all all of that. (laughs) But anyway, we yeah, we really went in, went in there. So if you're still with (laughs) us. We've got a really good episode coming up, so. We do. Um, Before we get into it, why don't we do our highs and lows? Yes, let's get those done. I promise I won't talk about anything pandemic related, but do you want to go first? Because I feel like I just was on my rant. Sure. Um, Let's see. My high is that we got to have um, field day at my kid's school. Um, I got to volunteer all day, which was so much fun. I got to run some um, activity booth things outdoors. Um, and so I got to see all these classrooms of kids and like talk to them. And I don't know, I just have missed volunteering so, so, so much. So being able to actually like see kids and talk to them was so, such a big deal. So I got to like um, supervise the playground for a while. And then I ran a station um, of cornhole and got to like... <laughs> I real quick went from like fun volunteer to mom mode and I was like okay listen kids this is the rules because you can't be chucking beanbags at each other's heads and I went like all authority on them because they were not listening and it was driving me insane oh my gosh that's so funny oh my, my, mom, my mom partner like that was running the station with me just was like quiet she's like go ahead go for it I'm like yeah there's some rules now people um but it was a lot of fun <laughs> the low of it though was clean up Oof. it ended up being me and one other mom and like the secretary of the school cleaning up the entire thing it was two fields worth of like games and like just so much stuff frisbee golf things and cornhole and Jeez. ring tosses and uh it was so much and my hu- husband would he's so helpful about everything but he was working nights so oh, he was gosh. like sleeping so it was just i had to get my kids the kids were hanging out piper actually like got out of the van and was helping like pick up trash and Aww. like carry loads of stuff she was so helpful but um so i just learned that for next year in the future i need to specifically find volunteers to help set up or clean up because it was a nightmare Oh my gosh, it reminds me of like after your roller derby bouts when we would have to stay and clean up. I just like, but 
Uh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> that does not sound fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Um, let's see. For my high, okay, you guys are going to laugh at me because of everything that I was just saying. But <laughs> <laughs> so we got Nora enrolled in preschool. And so we were planning on getting her into preschool in September. And, you know, I've been freaking out because if you were listening, you hear how <laughs> passionate I feel about the safety of my kids and like masks and all of that, right? Not that everyone's not passionate about the safety of their kids, but like, I know I'm a little bit extreme and it's fine. So I've been searching for preschools and like, I talked to her doctor about like, okay, really? Like, what's your opinion? What are you telling people? Like, it seems like no other children her age are wearing masks. And I'm not a doctor, but my doctor said like, don't let her be around other kids without masks on basically. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying to find a preschool that, you know, has masks, but the CDC says kids five and under don't need to wear masks. So essentially nowhere is enforcing masks on kids her age. And so I was like, I don't know if she's going to be able to go to preschool. Like, this is really important. We really want her in preschool, but I just, I guess we'll see how I feel in September. So found this place and it is an in-home preschool, which... I didn't even consider. And so, but she requires the kids to wear masks. She takes their temperature every day. She comes out to the car. You use your own pen to sign them in and sign them out. You never come into the preschool at all. No parents are in there. She's the only adult. She wears her mask the whole time. She's fully vaccinated. All the kids wear their masks the whole time. They only take them off to eat. She splits them up into groups to eat so that they're spread out. It's like, if I could have crafted a situation (laughs) that I felt comfortable sending her to, it would have been that. And I don't even know like how we got so lucky to find this. So she's doing like a summer camp type thing. So it's like basically the same thing as preschool in the fall, but with a little less structure. And Mm -hmm. so it's like preschool summer camp kind of and so we got her signed up for one day a week and so she's going just one day a week from nine to noon and it's been twice now that she's gone and I'm like what is this (laughs) Like, (laughs) like just those few hours is so amazing and she is so happy and so excited Mm -hmm. and like she's playing with kids which she has not got to do much her whole life pretty much so she's playing with other kids I feel safe about it like she loves it I'm getting work done it's just like this is amazing and it's super cheap because it's like an in-home thing Mm -hmm. so the costs are so much cheaper than any other preschool I looked at I'm like wow this is too good to be true it's amazing so yeah yeah, so that's my high um it's awesome she loves it it's so cute I just I wish I could see her in there you know like how she's interacting but it's fine. I don't need to know everything, I guess. But <laughs> she's just like, yeah, it's adorable. Okay. And then my low is I took some of my own advice. And, you know, I talk about outsourcing a lot. And if you're not in a place to outsource in your business yet, like you can outsource in your life by, you know, like grocery delivery or hiring a house cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is a great idea. I'm going to hire a house cleaner. And they're going to come once a quarter and just do like all the stuff that is too hard for me to do on a daily basis. And I'll keep up with the rest of it. 
you guys, I'm on one today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so the housekeeper, I was calling her out and I found a place and she said, all of our employees are fully vaccinated and they will wear a mask the entire time. Like I wanted to be comfortable with strangers coming into the house to clean because we were going to be here and all that. So they come in, everything's going well. They started upstairs. We were downstairs and I walked over by the stairs to get something. And I saw that one of the cleaners had her mask off. And I was like, okay, well, she probably just took it off for a second. Like, I'm not going to freak out. She's vaccinated anyway. It's no big deal. So then I go back in the other room and I walk by again, still has her mask off. Then she comes down the stairs and she still has her mask off. And I was like, I'm sorry, this is so awkward to ask, but you're vaccinated, right? And she just looked at me and she was like, um, no, I'm not. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so embarrassed. But I was like, where were you in my house? Like without your mask on, I need to know, like, this is not okay. I was told that, you know, like you guys are going to be vaccinated or at least keep your mask on the whole time. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah. So like, she proceeds to clean. They, she puts her mask back on. I'm like so upset about this. Yeah. And they leave. They did a horrible job, like considering they did not do half the stuff they said they were going to. I don't know if things got weird because of the whole like me calling her out about not being vaccinated or whatever. Like it was really awful. So, so that's not, that's the low, but there's more. So I call the company just to tell the owner, like, you know, I'm just really upset. Like, she's not vaccinated. You said she would be. Like, she had her mask off. You said she would keep it on the whole time. Like, where where was the miscommunication here? Also, mm -hmm. they didn't do a very good job. Like, is, is there a way that somebody can come back out and, you know, finish the stuff they didn't do or whatever? So she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's unacceptable. They know they're not supposed to do this, blah, blah, blah. She refunds me half my money. Mm -hmm. And then she calls me later to tell me, just so you know, I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. She calls me to tell me, just so you know, she's been fired. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? And she said, yeah, she, you know, it's unacceptable. She's coming into your home. And, you know, we really pride ourselves on keeping our customers safe. And, you know, there, there must have been a schedule change. I didn't know that she was going to be coming in. She's the only person who's not vaccinated. I should have told you. And I could get in trouble because I'm a business owner and we're supposed to have our masks on. And, you know, she took her mask off. She's not supposed to. She's been let go. Oh and I just felt like a Karen, like the worst <laughs> Karen ever. I didn't, I was like, don't you think that was a little extreme? Like maybe like a stern talking to or like. Yeah. Or just I, give you your money back and call it a day. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so I feel horrible, but at the same time, like that was very upsetting. And like, it was just like really, really upsetting. So yeah. But I don't mean to get anybody fired. So that's my low. I don't know. You guys, <laughs> I just should stop talking today. No, no but, but, but like besides the you complaining part, like I'm sure that there's some like liability issues with that for the company. So I'm, they're probably pretty scared about it. Cause if you were to tell anyone higher than them, they'd get in big trouble. So yeah. that's sad for her, but like it's a pandemic and people like, you know, you're the rules right now, right? I don't know. I, I, that sucks, but 
Yeah, also, well, and also, like, when I called, I was like, you know, is everyone vaccinated? Okay, if they're, like, she said they were, but, like, okay, if they're not, like, I'm not, like, if you're not vaccinated, we can't be friends, like, but are they going to wear their masks? Mm-hmm. Yes, they wear their yeah. masks the whole time. These They change their clothes between each house, like, they wear gloves, like, we have these very strict protocols in place. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, yeah. I'm going to hire you, but... <sighs> Right. You would yeah. think that they'd like make a note, like, okay, you're gonna, this is how you're going to. She called and asked, so make sure you've got yeah, your shit this together. Person is very, and I said, like, yeah. I'm just very nervous. Like, we're extremely COVID ca- cautious. Like, yeah. I made that all very clear because I know, like, you all listening are probably shaking your heads every time I talk, but like, <laughs> I know that I am like very overly freaked cautious. out. And that's fine. Like, it's fine. I, there's no way around it. This is how I am. Yeah. And so that happened. But apparently it's been resolved. <laughs> I just keep telling myself, like, okay, well, maybe, like, the next house she cleaned, like, she could have infected somebody who had a, like, autoimmune thing and yeah. killed them or something. Like, say, I saved someone's life or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel oh, horrible, God. though. Anyway, that was, like, a very long high and low. Sorry. I had a lot to say. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't even know. Bummer, girl. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, sorry about it. (laughs) You know? Anyway, all right. Well, let's move on from my drama and get into this episode because we have an incredible guest who's going to be talking to us in this episode about just strength in motherhood and honoring our motherhood journey. And we get really, really raw and real and talk about just some of the really vulnerable and sometimes dark pieces of motherhood. And so let's bring on our guest. She's a mom of two who's built her company for all the women out there that are living through their own journeys from finding strength to endure miscarriages to deep darkness that comes with postpartum anxiety and depression. Our guest Jennifer's mission is to empower women and honor the raw, real, and joyous moments of motherhood. She's been featured in Forbes, NBC, ABC, BuzzFeed, and more. I mean, her resume is incredible, and her work is so powerful and impactful to mothers everywhere. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll welcome to the show Jennifer. Hey, boss lady. We want to support you and your business on our show. We've rolled out a new segment where we will be highlighting boss ladies in our community by running a free ad for your business. Pivotal Origins offers functional nutrition from preconception to postpartum and beyond, specializing in chronic conditions such as autoimmunity, mold, Lyme, parasites, and chronic fatigue. Check them out at pivotalorigins.com on social media at Pivotal Origins and enjoy a free month of her Marco Polo channel with the code VIP trial. If you're interested in us promoting you on our show with a free ad space, send us an email and let's get bossy. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you join us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So before we dive in all about healing and motherhood, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone about yourself, who you are, what you do, and what makes you a boss lady? 
So I am a mama to two girls. I have a one and a three-year-old and I live in Santa Barbara, California uh, and run my jewelry company. Actually two is my second jewelry company. So busy. <laughs> oh, nice. You're running two jewelry companies right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am obsessed with Santa Barbara. It's like our dream. We want to end up there. It's the most beautiful, beautiful place. How long have you lived there? Ooh, I've lived here probably almost 10 years. Oh my gosh. I'm so jealous right now. I'm like, yeah. I love it there so much. <laughs> yeah, amazing. my husband's from here. I'm from Northern California, but it's so beautiful here. Yeah. So nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we're excited to talk to you about everything that you have going on. So let's kind of get into your business. And so it's called, sorry, my dog. Could you guys hear that? Just ignore him. He's my fur baby in the background today. (laughs) So your business is called Tough as a Mother Tribe. Can you tell us more about the meaning behind that name and your journey into becoming a mother and growing this business? And are both of your jewelry companies Tough as a Mother Tribe or what what are the names of your businesses? No, my other company was just strictly selling to boutiques and resorts. Uh, so I never sold direct to consumer. And so when, let's see, it was March, 2020, when I had like a, hit a low point, I was public school teaching. I public school taught for 11 years and I actually just resigned. But in the times when I was still teaching and I, and then I ended up at home teaching all of a sudden, just like everyone did but with a one or five month old at that time and a two-year-old, it was really, really difficult. I was working so many hours to try to like do well as being an online teacher and being a mom. And I lost all my breast milk and just so much stress and anxiety. And I always had made jewelry and found like my, the stones to be very healing. So it was at that time when I like had this light bulb moment that I was like, I had always wanted to make something for mothers, especially after becoming a mother that I had gone through so many motherhood, you know, issues Mm -hmm. as we all do. And I was finally like, I'm going to, I want to bring this to other moms if it would help, you know? So that's when I sort of decided I was going to do it. And then it took about a year of just brainstorming and overcoming my own doubts and, and yeah, fears and learning until I finally launched it in February, 2021. Oh, wow. That the just like passion and like grit behind why you even started doing this. I feel like just from looking over your website and what you have is you can like feel that through it. And so Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, when you have something that big happen that causes you to do something to help others based on your experiences, it really shows and it's so beautiful. And so is that kind of how you came up with the name for your business? Yeah. My younger brother always said like, you're tough as a mother and maybe another word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I just wanted to make pieces that it's super customizable. So like you can choose the little tiny stone that goes on the back if it's a customized piece or if you choose the gemstone so like they're really unique to each mom depending on what she's going through Um, whether it be like miscarriage which I also went through or anxiety or depression or something joyous like a birthday or a kid going to college um, you know graduation whatever the 
the event may be. So it's kind of like a, like a milestone or like a memory, um, around your neck. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really <laughs> wow. I love that. Yeah. So how have you found your strength? You've talked a lot about strength and motherhood. How have you found your strength and how do you hope to empower others to do the same? I think just not really being such like an emotional vulnerable person naturally up to this point. It really like, I don't want to say broke me, but it really made me realize like, whoa, whoa like <laughs> everything's not fine. Like you're not fine and you better just, you know, share otherwise. Yeah. not going to get any better. So I think just finding my own strength and like being more vulnerable and open with my own feelings and motherhood also has really made me like do the most personal development ever. I think, yes. you can, yes. or at least I masked or just was like living my life and mm-hmm. <laughs> just like this is how I am. And then like you have a child and I just remember like when my daughter was like two and starting the first one, the tantrums are 18 months. Like I was just like losing it. I was just like, okay, I got to make a chain. Like, I don't want to react like this. I want to be the communicator and like do stuff a little different than, you know, how I knew. And so it really, really has challenged me to read a lot, do a lot of like listening and reading and just personally developing myself so that I can be a better mom to, to my children. So I think that's something we can probably all relate to. Oh my gosh. I'm just over here like, yes, tell me everything you read because I'm going through my daughter's almost three and I'm like, the tantrums are out of control. But that is like, that right there is like superhuman strength to be able to dig inside yourself when there is a little human having a tantrum and not react in the same level. Like that is strength right there. That a lot of us don't even know that we have or even how to tap into when we first become moms and parents. And it's just like, it's, it's amazing that we can, but it's very hard to find that strength. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And just knowing like, I'm not alone, like we're not alone helps and talking about it. Like every time I share something, a mom like shares this another story and it's just like, oh, I kind of take a deep breath and go, okay, yeah, like I'm not alone because sometimes it could feel lonely motherhood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the more you talk and share, you just kind of can get through it. Like, you know, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think like with what you went through with 2020 and your career path that you had been on and what so many people went through in 2020, it's, I think it was kind of like this light switch for people to start sharing this kind of stuff. Like we had nowhere to go. We had no one to talk to besides the people inside of our homes. It was kind of like, okay, this is our wake up call. Like we need to be real and share with people what's happening because none of us are going through this alone. Like we're all doing our unique experience and our own, you know, problems, but we're all suffering together. Let's talk about it. I think it's important that we continue to do that. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. And I saw something on your website and I, I maybe felt like a tagline kind of to me, but how you seek to honor raw, real and joyous moments in motherhood. I, I, I'm just like obsessed with this kind of stuff. I am so, so passionate about keeping it real. Like that's kind of how I've built my career. That's how Mickey and I have built this platform and our podcast. Like we really, really think it's so important. And so My question for you is how has this impacted you? You know, this idea of keeping it real in your business and your sales and your mental state and your customers receiving this vulnerability, 
you mentioned that, you know, this isn't something that has come naturally to you. So what just what has it felt like? How has this kind of helped you grow being this really vulnerable person? Mm, It's been really hard. Yeah, I think it's been really difficult. It's like made me so uncomfortable. And like growth always comes from being uncomfortable. So I think when I get like what keeps me going because being a business owner is so difficult and like being an entrepreneur is so difficult that, you know, when you get the momentum and sales are going, you're like, it's easy to keep going because you have, and then when it's those, you know, know, the roller coaster on the downs, you're kind of like, oh, this is, this is really hard. So just finding other moms, I meet with other moms in business and that helps keep me going like mentally. Um, and just that continued learning, um, is empowering and I'm always reading my affirmation card. (laughs) (laughs) I am strong. I'm tough as a mother. Um, yeah, I think finding your tribe, like I said, for like the business side, the mom, the business mom in me, like I, I meet with other moms in business that can relate to those problems and successes. Um, and same with just like motherhood. Like if I'm hanging out with my friend who's not an entrepreneur, I'm just want to talk about like whatever funny mom things or struggles and not the business. So I think having different outlets to be around people experiencing similar things has definitely helped help me and I have a very supportive um, husband and my family. So that's been really helpful. Yeah, yeah that's definitely key. Do you find that, you know, people are connecting with your business more when you are showing that vulnerable side of yourself? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's still a challenge. Like I never had social media, Instagram before, or like a personal account. So I just started one day showing up on story. (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I'm talking to this camera. Like I just remember. <laughs> and still when I do it, I'm like, this is, I like laugh before. Cause I'm nervous. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But like, I know for a lot of people, it's so natural. So it's, it's a challenge. Like I, there's no, I can't sit here and say like, it's been easy or, you know, <laughs> it's been amazing, but it's hard. Like it's, and I think anything hard is worth it. And when I'm struggling, I always just think of like the one mom who like, yeah, responded in a DM or, got a necklace and like told me the meaning behind it. And I was like, wow, okay. Like I got to keep going, you know, it's definitely worth it. So hearing from the customers and people who have followed my journey has definitely kept me going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so special because it's for so many of us, it's not easy to put ourselves out there and talk about this stuff. And, you know, when we think about our business and being vulnerable, those are often not things that we think about at the same time. And it just even showing that you're nervous, like people who are buying from you see that I feel like, and they're like, I'm nervous on stories too. I'm nervous on social media too. Like I can relate to her so much. And, you know, they just really build that bond with you. And I think it's so special that that's kind of, even though you're afraid, like, I think that that's so special that that's what's driving you and your business. And I'm just, I feel proud of you because I know that's so hard Mm -hmm. to do. So you're doing a great job too. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, as you said earlier, motherhood can be so 
like isolating at times. So I love that we're building all of these communities of really strong women. I love that you're all about, you know, celebrating the highs and the lows and like keeping it really raw with motherhood because it's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. We're not all just up and happy and have perfectly, you know, behaved children. Like that is not real life. So what, what are some parts of motherhood that you wish that people talked about more? I think, I guess it's really just a personal thing. The things that I went through because <laughs> I wasn't hearing about them. I know people now do talk about like miscarriage. I'm seeing it more maybe because I'm looking for it more, but um, like I had so many hormonal issues which caused like dramatic weight loss after, um, let's see, I don't know when my daughter was like five, no, four or five months old. And like, I, I got super thin and I was like, people were like, you don't even look like you had a baby. And it was like, also positive. I'm like, I'm so sick, you know, oh. inside. And so like, I guess for me, it was opposite. Cause sometimes people experience like trying to lose the weight. And I was over here, like, so like thin and people, you know, and, I, and it was like an internal struggle. Cause I was like, that was my greatest accomplishment carrying that baby. Like, what does it take to look yeah. like I had a baby? Yeah. Um, so the hormonal and, and the weight, losing all my breast milk, the miscarriage, bladder prolapse, I had a, I forgot, level one. I forgot how they decided, <laughs> whatever. It was like a minor, but still was so uncomfortable. And I remember walking around the block, pushing my daughter, like talking to my mom, like crying, like, because who are you going to go talk to that about? Like, it's mm-hmm. embarrassing. It's not something you're just like, hey, is your bladder falling out too? Like, this sucks. <laughs> like, it's funny now, but like, it's not no. when you're in it. Um, so I think if I could just tell my, my the, the person back then was like, yeah, I didn't know where to go, especially with COVID. Like you don't, everything was shut down. And yeah, so it's crazy. I think just all parts because the journeys are so different. So just talking about your journey, someone else will ex- have it experience that so you're going to connect with somebody yeah gosh yeah yeah it's a lot of this stuff is like so taboo to talk about you know and it's like why like we all experience something similar like we all grow a life and have this baby and then there's obviously huge after effects on our bodies like we should talk about this and I mean there's we try to really do that on this platform but you know, I never thought I would be talking about how I've peed my pants or, you know, (laughs) like went back when I was breastfeeding and all the struggles that come like bleeding nipples and all of that. Like, you don't think that you'll talk about that kind of stuff. And it's just, we have to, we just have to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Normalize it. Yeah. And I feel like as soon as you like start to mention it, moms get so excited to talk about it because you have it all like built up and you want to talk to someone about it. You just don't, you don't know who, you don't know how, you don't know if you should. So I feel like oftentimes our motherhood conversations just turn into this like waterfall and we all get to vent and just feel connected and just kind of release that, that stress and built up like anxiety we hold over all of that. What do you do to find confidence to stay strong when things are so rough? Like all of the things that you were just mentioning that you went through pretty much back to back to back, it sounds like like that would be really crumbling for anyone. How did you grow confidence and stay strong through that? Yeah, I kept challenging myself. I think like you grow from any challenge. So 
just try the back to the vulnerability and like always making jewelry was always like my comfort zone. So I made a lot of jewelry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I made a lot of jewelry in COVID. <laughs> and most of the jewelry I make people don't see, but I'm going to start releasing some of it. But, um, yeah, that's how I coped. I've always like coped with making jewelry and also like how I shared love. Like I always give jewelry to people. Um, yeah. So I really like use my stones and just vulnerability, sharing my story, talking. I think that was like healing to talk about it. Um, cause for so long, I just kept it inside. It's like, that's not serving me. Like <laughs> I can't really help myself cause I don't know how to deal with, you know, issue X, mm-hmm. but maybe somebody else does. Um, yeah. So I think that's just slow journey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having something to help you like something creative so, or some kind of outlet, maybe if you're not a creative person, some kind of outlet to put your energy into, I think is definitely a good way to start healing through things. Yeah. I so agree. Let's talk a little bit about your jewelry because your stuff is gorgeous. You mentioned using your gemstones. What's your inspiration behind your work? I literally always loved gemstones. Like I always loved back to like being a kid and like loving science. Like I remember having a rock tumbler when I was like <laughs> in a garden. So like <laughs> tumbling my rocks and I always made jewelry. Like I had three brothers and I grew up in, in the mountains. And so we were very like outdoorsy slingshots in the forest, all that kind of thing. But like the one thing I always did was like my little beading kits, making my mom earrings, like ever since like I can always remember and so I think it's just I was always naturally called to make jewelry and it showed up in like parts of my life and it's just so funny looking back now like I've always made jewelry people are like oh yeah you like just started making jewelry and like I can't describe my whole life story to them but but I'm like I've always been called to jewelry like (laughs) so the inspiration I think like the stones are inspiring like they're so beautiful like the healing properties like uh oftentimes just like stare at my stones <laughs> I'm like such a nerd like especially labradorite it's so powerful it has so many colors like they're just so amazing these these elements from the earth um and what you can make from them so I just love stones <laughs> can you tell us more about about stones in general, because I've heard people talk about, you know, stones and the healing properties so much. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I bought like a crystal. I have like this, um, what's that? Like the rose, like rose quartz. Yeah. I, I have like a keychain of that. And I'm like, is there a trick to make them work and do the things <laughs> that they're supposed to do? Or can you go into that just a little bit? Rose quartz, love. Uh, there's no trick I mean I think <laughs> I, like like, I don't know if it yeah. worked maybe it did sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I grab my stone so hard oh I do I there's different things I mean people have their own different ways um like on the my necklaces like I literally will grab them <laughs> just like okay. take a moment and not only that reminds me of like the the like that there's so many moms out there literally I'll be like okay I'm not alone and it's like re-ground myself. Um, but the different stones have different healing properties. Like Labradorite is really protective and deflects negative energy. That's one of my favorite stones. And it comes like, it's like green and blue and it has so many different colors. So that's a really super protective stone. 
and I always have um, the chalcedony as like calming properties. Quartz is very healing as well. So I have all sorts of information on my website about what the stones mean and how they can specifically serve a mom in the chaos or the joyous parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So like uh, with your jewelry, for instance, so you said the stone is on the back of a lot of them and you can just kind of grasp onto that. And it's just like a reminder. And then also the healing properties are there. Okay. Awesome. I'm like, the stuff is so interesting to me, but I've never really understood it. And like, oh, they're just pretty. And like, I don't know if they really work. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely are so powerful. Yeah. Some of this, the necklaces, the stone is like the centerpiece. It's like a gemstone. And then on some of them, you can choose a teeny, like on any of the custom ones or the personalized, you choose like a little teeny piece. And that goes on the chain on the back class. And so some moms choose like rainbow moonstone and it's just like right there on the back. No one really sees it, but to remember like if they miscarried or like, or like had a rainbow baby, they'll like choose that. Um, I've had, what's so amazing is like the stories that come out of it because Mm -hmm. it's customizable. So people are doing whatever, you know, fits them, whether it's, like I said, a rainbow baby or, oh gosh, there's been so many different stories I've gotten but it's been really fun like I think that's yeah. what makes it fun is I'm not just like selling like jewelry like that's not the goal like I'm seeing what's coming through and some of the customized names are so cute I always wonder like is that like a nickname for a grandma like Yaya and oh. Mamu and all these <laughs> cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, laughing in my well, making them like this is so awesome like <laughs> yeah. it's fun to see what people people's different motherhood journeys are all different. It's fun to kind of be a small part of it, you know? Yeah. And to hear their stories that just like, you're connecting so much by what you're creating for them. Like that's so beautiful. And that I I would imagine helps you feel less alone in your experiences too, because you know, they're sharing the story, they're being vulnerable with you. And then you get to create this thing for them based off of their experience and with your own kind of special touch to it. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's been so fun. <laughs> I really like that idea of having the the gems on on like the back or somewhere that is private because mm-hmm. usually when you think about jewelry it's like to show off to everyone, but having that almost like like secret for yourself and just that mm-hmm. special meaning that only you know about is so so special. I love that idea so much. Yeah, because not everyone is ready to share everything. Not everyone wants to talk about, you know, the hard things, the miscarriages, rainbow babies, all that kind of stuff. Like, if they're not ready to talk about it, at least they can, you know, honor it themselves personally and privately every day. I really think that that is so sweet. Um, How else do you think your jewelry helps to empower women? Wow. I, like, I have to go back to it's really like empowering to what that mom needs because I can't say like, oh, it'll make you feel, you know, courageous. Like they're not all going to do that. But mm-hmm. I think what I love most about the company, like I said, is just the individual, like fulfilling an individual need to that mother. And like, to me, that's super empowering. Um, sometimes it's moms who are like going back to work. I even did this when I went back to work because I had my kids initials and I felt like I had my kids with me in yeah. this small little way. I felt like, Cause that's really difficult. Um, so 
where I had a mom, um, she, oh, someone put in the notes, like this mom is battling cancer and like she put, you know, a special stone on the back. So I was like, wow, that is like super empowering that like this mom is gifting, this mom is battling cancer. Like it's just the stories, the stories mm-hmm. and the individual journey. That's what's empowering because they're not the same to everybody like I could give everyone a piece but it's like so what that's just like jewelry like what does it mean to you is what's important wow that's that's so cool I'm just like obsessed with everything you're doing it's so cool and I just think it's something that you know we need and what a beautiful thing to gift somebody or to you know buy for yourself but just to have that so much more to it than a piece of jewelry like it's so it just wraps everything up into something so pretty all of motherhood all of the struggles like bringing us all together into a piece of jewelry it's so powerful so Mm -hmm. what is next for you and your business and you as a mother like what what do you have coming up what do you hope to have happen in the next year or more yeah I'm really truly just like hoping for slow and steady growth like I'm in it for the long haul so I'm not looking for any like magical like you know, mm-hmm. making a certain amount of money or selling a certain amount of jewelry. Like mm-hmm. I really just want to slowly grow the tribe and like, just hope that, that the moms who have like found a piece share with one more friend and just like really slow and steady and grow as like naturally and organically as I can. And with a huge learning curve for me personally, um, with the direct to consumer different business model than I've done in the past. So I'm committed and I've done so much learning and implementing myself as a businesswoman. So continuing that. And as a mother, I work just in the morning. I wake up early, like so many working moms, right? You mm-hmm. work when they're asleep, nap time. Yep. <laughs> so um, now that I've resigned teaching, I'm really grateful I can make my own schedule. So I have my mom help me in the morning and then I do my thing. I like do my, do my best, stick to my plan. And then I get to be with my kids all day, which is so rewarding. And then we'll see if there's one more kid in the, the plans in the future <laughs> would be great. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Sounds like great, great plans coming up. And I love the, that you work in the mornings. I'm a morning person myself. I like to get up early. My daughter, though, her sleep schedule is really throwing me for a loop. She's ditching her nap. She's starting to wake up earlier. I'm like, when am I going to work? <laughs> yeah, that's oh. such a challenge. The challenges of working, being a working mom, mm-hmm. you can't explain it. <laughs> no, like... Until you experience it, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, like a schedule, well you know, is <laughs> until it's not. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. My, my kids are older and their schedules still change. Like the past few months, my son decides to, he just wakes up at like between five and six and none of us in the house are awake. And I'm like, this cannot be a new thing. Please. Can this not be a new thing? Like they just, you're kind of at their mercy as much as we plan and sleep train or whatever we do to like get them on the schedule like kids you just cannot control them yeah (laughs) sleep is just one area that they kind of go rogue sometimes so we might be boss ladies but they're the real bosses (laughs) I I know sometimes that terrifies me she's like giving me orders and I'm secretly like you're being rude and then I'm also like 
wow, you're really good at delegating. <laughs> yes. Right. I know. I, so many times I'm like, wow, you're so bossy. And I'm like, wait, that's awesome. Like just use it on someone else. Let's wait no. until, <laughs> wait until you're in like a power position and then pull that out. <laughs> Not on your mom. <laughs> that's too funny. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all about your journey. Um, our last question for you, if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would that be? Mm, that is tough. I think just do it. That sounds so simple, but keep going and find people that are in a similar situation that are working moms to share the struggles and the you know strategies that work to not feel so alone uh, and yeah, keep going. That's like what I tell myself too in the slow times or the difficult times. I'm like, if I just keep going, I'll keep going. Like mm-hmm. it's so easy to find every excuse to stop something. Like if I wanted to stop this day, I could literally like tell myself this grand story. Like we, we believe the stories we create, right? So like oh, just yeah. not creating that story in your head Uh, And creating the story in your head that like, if I just keep going, like what will happen? And so I just, I really love that. That's what I do. I'm like, what, what will the next chapter? Like, it's so exciting. Like it's so the unknown and just seeing the positive in that instead of being like, (laughs) I should stop because the unknown is scary. But what if you keep going? Like what will happen? (laughs) Wow. That's like a really beautiful mindset for that because a lot of people I think are afraid of the unknown and that does stop a lot of us. I know that that was like our final question, but how did you, like, how did you get past the fear of that and, and get your mind to think that way, like of the positive side of what will happen if you keep going? I think it's the only way, because if you don't, you'll stop. I mean, you have to find joys (laughs) and excitement and in the unknown and my mission is so strong and I just like think of the one mom or like the one you know then I think well yeah of course I I'm gonna keep going so I think going back to like why I'm doing what I'm doing like if I was just selling meaningless like jewelry it'd be really easy to be like eh, I'll find something else you know but I yeah. think knowing and listening to mom was like what if I keep going you know mm-hmm. yeah it's a daily it's like exercise I think the mental gym I go to the mental gym every day I really have to talk myself through things in my head and have these internal dialogues um yeah every single day (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's that's amazing that is empowering and I mean I think a lot of us are doing what we're passionate about and I I agree with what you said about you have to have that strong mission and that strong why and also just like thinking about when our kids are watching us do the, like this mental gym, right. Mm -hmm. And accomplish these limiting beliefs that so many people do get stuck on and may not go for their dreams. Like it's really important for our kids to see that, even though it feels kind of like guilty on our end sometimes. And I just, I think that's another thing that women just need to talk about more and, you know, express like, yeah, keep going, but it's not easy, right? Like I'm, I have to do these exercises every day. Like it doesn't just happen. And cause we just on social media, we just see so many people who are like, wow, like, look at them living their dream. That looks so easy. Why can't my life be like that? You know? So I think 
and just everything you're saying is just so empowering. It totally feeds into the message and what you're creating. And I just think that this has been such a wonderful, inspiring conversation. I'm so happy that we connected with you and got to bring you on our show because you, I just feel like you're a really special person and this has been so amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I, you're sweet. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. boss lady come here i've got a few questions to ask you have you been struggling to find your unique balance in your life or business do you feel lost as a mom and or business owner and need some direction or clarity do you feel like you aren't truly connecting with your customers not making sales and can't figure out why do you struggle to show up on social media consistently and intentionally without feeling completely overwhelmed if you answered yes to any of these questions keep listening. The Brand You Strategy is my signature six-week business balance and branding course that walks you through creating a solid and recognizable business and brand identity and has proven to help you gain a clear understanding of who you are and determine your unique message and dream customers so you can relax into your business and make more money. Who doesn't want that? The Brand You Strategy only launches six times per year and has a spot waiting with your name on it. For more info, check out bossladiesandbabies.com or contact me, your girl Megan, on Instagram at it's Megan Gillespie or via email at megan at bossladiesandbabies.com. Mention this ad and receive 25% off your spot. I can't wait to see what you do. Well, before we let you go, we're not going to get away with not sharing our hot mess moment. So this is your chance to confess an embarrassing moment or time that you've been a total hot mess in business or motherhood. Let it all out. Don't be afraid to go there. (laughs) Okay. An embarrassing moment with my kid will work. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I think my daughter was two, maybe two and a half. I want to say she was older, but she was young. Maybe she was three. <laughs> I'm trying to get my way out of this. And I took her to the butterfly exhibit. And we walk in and there's a lot of people in there because I'd like just come to town or whatever. And there's butterflies like everywhere. Like it was very exciting. And my daughter yelled with excitement. She's like, oh, S-H-I-D. <laughs> and but like with such enthusiasm you know like perfect context like she nailed it like she should not have said that she was only two but she was like looked up at all these like oh yes and I was like I literally just put my head down as like everyone in the exhibit like looked over and like you know well I couldn't what was I gonna do I just like had a moment put my head down like pretended I was the nanny and (laughs) I like didn't say I couldn't parent in that moment like I was like let's just enjoy these butterflies and realize I need to stop cussing (laughs) (laughs) but you have to be like a little proud that she used it in the proper context right yeah (laughs) yeah there was there was, I was like, you know That's what? And secret, I was like, dang, I was about to say that too. You know? <laughs> this oh is God. very exciting. <laughs> so oh, that's amazing. You know, live and learn. 
she, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I've had to really <laughs> clean up my language. I like to just, you know, I grew up with three brothers and my, I like to just blame everyone else, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, just because other people cussed doesn't <laughs> I always just grew up around so many men. It was just like, <laughs> blame the men. That's oh, like yeah. my easy <laughs> way out. No, but I really did. I'm fixing. It's like back to being an internal, like, what do I need to change now? Because, mm-hmm. you know, talking about like the motivation and stuff, the last thing I'll share is like my three-year-old will multiple times a day, like they watch everything we do as mm-hmm. you moms work as well. It's like, and she has said so many times, mommy, I want to be just like you. And like oh. that has so much weight like when I yeah. hear that and granted it's just three and whatever but like they are looking and listening and so I just like live every day like what you want to be just like me like wow like I need to be confident like everything I tell her you know you're brave like you can do it and, and stuff like I have to live that because she is watching and, and sees that and so I'm real and honest with her and Ooh, it's like a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure, right? Yeah, my daughter is a similar age and it's like, I can just see her eyes like absorbing everything. <laughs> and, you know, we've all been through hell, you know, and like we're often not our best selves because we're dealing with our own anxiety and stress and growing our businesses and they're watching. And it's just like, don't watch me right now. <laughs> like, yeah. don't be like me right now. But I mean- also being honest with them, you know, like I'll straight up tell her like, mommy is really struggling right now. I'm having a really hard day. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling anxiety. Like I shouldn't have reacted that way. I made a mistake, you know, being really open, but yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I feel like but- sh- mm-hmm. sharing those parts too, like mm-hmm. letting them see you upset. They're going to have those feelings, whether we want them to or not. Mm-hmm. So having them watch how you deal with it is mm-hmm. the really important part. <laughs> and it's so funny when they use the strategies, like she'll be like, you're brave. Like, I believe in you. Like she says everything I say to her. I'm like, you Hey, I think I'm okay. the parenting is okay. Like she's using yeah. on me. I'm like, that felt good. Okay, I'm gonna calm down. Take a deep breath. Yeah. It's like, so funny. The yesterday I ate too much for dinner and I was like so full and I was like complaining, like, oh my stomach is so full. And my daughter looked at me, she's like, wait, come here. I need to give you a hug. I need to make you feel better. And I'm like, oh, okay. Same thing. Like I do that to you. That's great. Like she's making me feel better. How cute. I'm doing it right. Take those moments. Like I'm a great mom. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, how they can support your business, how they can kind of follow along with your journey. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Tough as a Mother Tribe, and the website is toughasamothertribe.com, also Facebook, same, and yeah, I'm active there and trying to show up in the vulnerable, so I'd love for you to, you know, start and join the journey. Yes, absolutely. Make sure that you go follow along and check out her jewelry. It's so beautiful, and I think you mentioned you had a code that you wanted to share with our listeners. Yeah. So the code will be BLAB, B-L-A-B 30, and that'll be 30% off your order. 
Amazing. Oh, wow. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yes. Please, please, please go check out Jennifer, check out her jewelry, buy yourself something nice because you deserve it and go follow along. And thank you again so much for joining us. We loved chatting with you and we hope that you just have a really beautiful week. And for everyone else, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.